Welcome, everyone, to the Ready for the Draft podcast. I'm your host, Greg Schutz. This is episode 16 of the 2023 podcast series, where we take a look at the draft eligible prospects and get you ready for the NFL draft. And I'll tell you what, January and February, January and February are really exciting times for the pre-draft process. First, you have the underclassmen who declare in mid-January. It really helps that draft class take shape at each of the positions. Then you get into all the all-star games, really getting a, a, a big focus on a lot of these senior prospects. And uh, you know, then obviously you've got the combine that comes after that. And it really gives you that great picture for a lot of the uh, executives, the scouts, to then look at, okay, March into April, that's really figuring out exactly what you're targeting, you're understanding your evaluations, maybe you're going back, maybe you're looking at some of the individual workouts, are these guys the right fit for you? You've done a lot of the homework already, so really those last two months are really having everything take shape for your draft board with free agency that also comes into play. So that's another area that that obviously uh, is going to potentially change your focus in the draft depending on what you're able to accomplish in free agency. So what I want to do with, with this podcast is really take a look at the draft class, what the underclassmen meant to the draft class, and then who really stood out in some of the All-Star games. So we'll start with the quarterback position, and obviously we know Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, all first-round quarterbacks, right? Bryce Young could very well be the first overall pick. Teams trading up to get a quarterback. Bryce Young, to me, is the premier quarterback. The you know everything from the the, the the cool under pressure, ice water in his veins, the pocket presence, his ability to manipulate the the pocket, the throws with anticipation, has the arm strength. Yes, he's undersized, but I think he's he's the total package there at the quarterback position. C.J. Stroud. To me, is still number two. I know the arm strength isn't the best, but look, everyone said that about Joe Burrow when he was coming out of, of LSU, and you see what he's done. He's taken Cincinnati to the AFC Championship in each of the last two seasons. So, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily put a lot of stock in that. You see the accuracy, you see his, uh, his anticipation, uh, and really his ability to extend some plays as well. I, I still think C.J. Stroud is that number two quarterback. Will Levis, up and down, but he, he's got the traits, right? Big, strong-arm quarterback. Teams are looking for the next Josh Allen. This is a guy, he's a great leader. You would have liked to have seen him elevate his, his game, but at the same time, you know, it's much like Josh Allen, he didn't have uh, an experienced receiver core to throw to in his final year with the Wildcats. And so that, and plus the offensive line in front of him really gave up a lot of sacks, a lot of pressures. And so that affected his uh, affected his game. So I think over the next couple of months, it's really going to be imperative that Will Levis stands out and elevates his game um, to really showcase the fact that he could be that number one quarterback taken. Anthony Richardson, look, he's going to be the jewel of this draft, really the wild card in terms of the athleticism, the traits, right? 6'4", 235 pounds, rocket launcher for an arm, tremendous speed, his ability to extend plays, get outside the pocket, and then just throw a 50-yard pass, you know, like a rope down the down the field. Um, but the accuracy is a huge issue, being able to, to read the entire defense, see the entire field, a lot of areas to really work on. I still think he's a first-rounder. I'm looking at Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, 
ultimately when you look at what he's done there, maybe he's plateaued. He's taken the Vikings as far as they can go. They really need to take that next step. I think Kevin O'Connell could be looking for that quarterback of the future. They may trade up and look to secure their quarterback of the future. After that, uh, you know, I think Hendon Hooker really has done well for himself, even with the injury, the ACL tear, uh, showing up, really presenting himself well at, at the Senior Bowl. Um, I, I like Jake Hayner a lot. You know, you, you talk about him. He doesn't look like the biggest guy. But look, you know, Taylor Heineke didn't get a whole lot of credit. And you look at what he's been able to do at, uh, at Washington. You know, coming out of Old Dominion, people weren't really talking about Heineke a whole lot. But you see his leadership ability. I think Hayner has some of those same traits. After that, you know, Jaron Hall was at the Senior Bowl, hasn't really looked all that great. Aiden O'Connell, though, at the uh, the Shrine game has really elevated his game, shown his ability to make those precision passes, very accurate, not the best arm in the world, pretty good in the pocket. Clayton Toon's another quarterback who, who stood out a little bit there at the Senior Bowl. Tyler Bajan from Shepard, fastball, 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 but he's got some good mechanics. Can he get the touch? He'll be a project. To me, Tanner McKee is, is more of your pocket quarterback. You know, he's a, another underclassman, um, so it's going to be interesting to see how all of that plays out. I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson uh, showed him showed uh, showed up well, uh, a guy who I think could end up getting himself drafted late uh, on day three. He and Malik Cunningham, two, two of those quarterbacks that, you know, either late day three in that sixth, seventh round range, possibly a priority free agent. When you look at the running back position, obviously at the very top, you got Bijan Robinson, who I think could go as high as, as number 10 to the Eagles. I've got him penciled in right now at number 18 to the Lions. When you think about the Lions, you know, obviously you've got DeAndre Swift, who's been up and down. Jamal Williams is going to be a free agent. You add Bijan to that offense that really has started to pick up steam. Amon Ross St. Brown, what he's been able to do. Jared Goff, kind of a resurgence there. You know, look for Bijan Robinson to be a player there in the first half of round number one. Um, you know, I, I don't think he gets out of the top 20. Jameer Gibbs, I think there's a chance that Philly could take him uh, there at number 31 overall. Ultimately, I have him sliding to, to round number two to, uh, to New Orleans. I think New Orleans needs a, a complimentary back there to uh, Alvin Kamara. Kenny McIntosh at the Senior Bowl. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that... You know, has kind of the upright running style, but you know, one cut and go type of a guy. But he showed the ability to catch the football really well out of the backfield. Um, Zach Charbonnet is another senior. You know, another big back, physical runner, um, but has that burst. Can get those yards in bunches. Um, you know, big running back. Uh, same with Tank Bigsby. Uh, I'll tell you what, at the Senior Bowl, one of the best looking running backs out there has been Tajay Spears out of Tulane. What he did against USC, he willed the green wave to victory there. And what you're watching at the Senior Bowl is a guy who, you know, he's just the patience, the vision, um, his, his playmaking ability in space. You see the, the breakaway speed potential, his ability to, to catch the football out of the backfield, good route running ability. Not the best in terms of catching the football down the field, but I think that's probably the the one spot in his game that he could develop because he's a pretty good pass protector as well. I thought the senior bowl really helped Tajay Spears. I think he's going to slide right into round number three. Chase Brown, another big physical back, you know, always among the, the top running backs in terms of yardage throughout the season there for the Illini. And he showed that he could catch the football out of the backfield as well. I think he's going to help himself. 
Um, you know, Devin A. Shane uh, was a, a an underclassman. He and, and Sean Tucker, you know, the speedsters in the group. Um, they show some of that physicality. You know, I think Devin A. Shane could be in that third, fourth round. Sean Tucker probably to the fifth round. Um, you know, Zach Evans is another underclassman there out of uh, Mississippi. Showed up there for for the Rebels. Transfer from TCU. Um, you know, physical back has a good burst. He's an interesting guy. Where does he fit in this draft class? Probably right in that third, fourth round range, if I had to guess right now. Um, Deuce Vaughn at that senior level. Um, this is a guy who kind of did a little bit of everything there for, for Kansas State. Um, I'm sorry, he was actually a junior, but uh, you know, definitely a guy that reminds you a lot of Darren Sproles. Um, Muhammad Ibrahim, Evan Hull, I thought helped himself at the Senior Bowl, really showing out, you know, pretty well as a physical back. Uh, Israel Abanikanda, I think, is going to be a top ten back in this draft class. Um, you know, a, a guy that uh, really showed his a, a knack for getting into the end zone. Underclassman coming there out of Pitt. Same with with Dwayne McBride, you know, another guy who was among the top in terms of those the yardage leaders. But with Dwayne McBride. Not really much of a pass catcher in that UAB offense. Really want to see him uh, show that in his uh, in his workouts at the at the uh, at the combine as well to see his draft stock rise. I think Roshan Johnson. Not a whole lot of wear on those those legs. You know he, he's splitting time with Bijan Robinson, physical back. I think a team like Buffalo that that has James Cook. I think Devin Singletary is probably departing. You need to have a physical back as a complimentary back. I think uh, you know Roshan Johnson would be a nice pick there. Eric Gray has shown some some really nice footwork, um, setting guys up in the open field at the Senior Bowl. He's a back I think in the mid rounds, fourth, fifth round range feels pretty pretty good for him. Um, another underclassman, Keaton Mitchell, out of East Carolina, speedster on the outside. He'll be a late day three guy, anywhere in that fifth to seventh round, but a guy that I think. Um, you know, has that that the, the dynamic playmaking ability um, to potentially stick on a roster. When you think about fullbacks, you don't really talk about fullbacks a ton, but Hunter Lepke, therefore, for North Dakota State, a, a dude that just really carried that offense for much of the season, a guy that could run the ball between the tackles, showed a little bit of a burst on the outside, could catch the football as well. When you're talking about fullbacks, obviously you have to talk about the Beaver Swiss Army Knights that army knife that is Jack Coletto showed up there as a quarterback ended up moving to tight end linebacker special teams fullback you know he did a little bit of everything I think he's going to end up sticking on an NFL roster showed up well in the all-star games as well and then you've got uh, Braden Willis he was a tight end at OU H-back even as a wildcat quarterback for the Sooners lined up at fullback with the 21 personnel there at the senior bowl um, you know, I, I think he's one of those guys that's going to find himself drafted because he is so versatile. He runs well as a pass catcher, really a good blocker, line him up in a bunch of different formations. So I think the running back class definitely benefited from a lot of the underclassmen, but I think there are some senior standouts that really help uh, with the overall depth of that draft class. Transition to the receivers now. And overall, when you look at this receiver class top to bottom, it's not as strong as the last couple of years. Um, but you can find guys on each three of the, you know, each of the days. And, uh, you know, you can find just about any type of receiver that you're looking for. At the top of the draft, you're going to be your underclassmen. Um, Jordan Addison of USC, Quinton Johnson, TCU, Jackson Smith and Jigba of Ohio State. 
Uh, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee reminds me a lot. I get a lot of Corey Coleman, Will Fuller vibes. You know, he's going to be a good vertical threat. Is he a guy that you can really count on to be your number one, though? Probably not. Um, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be a nice fit. I'm looking at at a team like the Chargers. Add additional weapons for for Justin Herbert. Uh, for me, I, you know Jordan Addison, Houston. They need a number one receiver. You pair him up with Bryce Young. You know if I'm D'Amico Ryan's, I mean that that makes perfect sense to me. Quinton Johnston, the vertical threat. You know as a playmaker, the big big bodied receiver. You know, New England needs to get a number one receiver for Mac Jones. He's not the same type of player that as Nikhil Harry, who obviously was a first-round butts for the Patriots. Um, needs to improve his route running a little bit. It you know, was mostly a vertical threat down the field for TCU. So you want to see his ability to sink those hips and be able to drive, you know, come back to the football. Uh, you know, some of the other receivers in that, that uh, you know, Josh Downs, Underclassman coming from from North Carolina, um, not the biggest guy. Doesn't have really long arms, but very dynamic. Able to separate. Zay Flowers did. You know he's a senior. Did show up really well at uh, at the Shrine game. You know I thought that you know the route running ability, the suddenness with the routes. Rasheed Rice is a guy who has legit four three speed. A guy that you can play on the outside in the slot. He he to me could be a first first round second round range. Kind of almost reminds you a little bit of Brandon Ayuk. Um, Keishon Bouti was he in? Was he at, not in? Really trying to decide where he's going to go in terms of the draft. Now he's back in Chicago. If you're looking for a first round receiver that you could probably get at a discount in round number two, it's probably going to be Keishon Bouti. Um, after that. Um, you know, I thought Tank Dell really helped himself at the at the Senior Bowl. You know, the the ability. Look, he's only five eight. He's going to have to separate. And he, not only does he have the vertical speed, but it's that suddenness for a guy that's small like that. Being able to get in and out of your breaks quickly, be able to separate that quickness, suddenness. That's what's really ultimately going to allow you to, to separate from a corner and not allow him to get a hand in in you know into that frame, into your body, into, and make a play on the football. I thought Tank Dell really helped himself. Jaden Reed out of Michigan State, not really on your radar as a guy that could end up being in the top four or five rounds of the draft, maybe a later round pick. This was a guy that was continually getting open both vertically and, and with the route running. Um, and so that was something that I thought was really impressive. Michael Wilson out of Stanford, another guy uh, at the senior, uh, senior Bowl, fourth, fifth round range probably now at this point. 6'2 receiver, a guy that... You know, could could really be that number two, number three complimentary receiver and fit in really well. Probably not on everybody's radar as a guy that, hey, we're going to really consider in, in the top half of the draft. Dontavian Wicks, another guy there coming out of Virginia, very talented receiver. I think probably, you know, in that third, fourth round range. Underclassman, you're looking at Marvin Mims um, of Oklahoma. Um, really a vertical threat there for the Sooners. I think he's probably going to be in that fourth round range as well. A lot of people love Cedric Tillman coming out of uh, out of Tennessee. You know, a big big time vertical threat. Much better uh, last season. Shows up for the Vols this year, battling an injury and uh, just didn't really look to be himself. I think if he's going to run at the combine or in his um, in his pro day, really going to have to showcase some of that that speed that he hasn't lost anything. 
can he run routes? Can he you know make those those cuts and separate? I just don't know if he's going to be able to separate enough at the next level. Xavier Hutchinson, I thought up and down in terms of the route running ability. Uh, there were times where it looked like he was able to separate at will against corners, but can he do that on a consistent basis? That's going to be a big question mark there for the senior out of Iowa State. Uh, Parker Washington, uh, a guy that I thought everyone was talking about as kind of that you know successor for Jahan Dotson at Penn State. Unfortunately for me, I just haven't seen it. You know, he's got this weird body type. Looks a lot more like a uh, like a running back playing receiver. I just don't know how he's going to fit in at the next level. So he's a guy that's a little bit curious to me. At Perry, uh, you know, underclassman there out of Wake Forest, 6'4", 205, and uh, has really good vertical speed. He's a guy that could definitely separate down the field. Um, so he'll be a guy to watch out for, especially when he's when he's running that forty time. If he can get it. Um, under 4-4 potentially. He could be a guy that we're talking about in that round three range. Um, but you know, not a ton of guys that, that committed uh, from the, the underclassmen ranks. You know, Jonathan Mingo, really good route runner. I thought he did well at the Senior Bowl to kind of showcase some of that. Elijah Higgins looks more and more and more like a tight end. Um, and so that's something that, you know, to watch out for. I think I'm looking at him maybe sixth round to Washington potentially. Um, I think that might be a good fit for him. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, Trey Shropshire, uh, I thought in the bowl game and then in the all-star game, you know, really showcased some of that vertical speed. He's an interesting guy, you know, that's not really on a lot of people's radar. People aren't talking about him, but a guy that I think can separate down the field. It could be a surprise uh, draft pick when it's all said and done. I'll be curious to see what, what he runs in the 40 as well. Um, you know, Tyquan Thornton kind of burst onto the scene and everyone fell in love with him because of that 40 time. Um, you know, another guy who's going to be really fast, the Princeton product, Andre Iosivas, um, you know, had some trouble with some drops, but we know that he's going to be a vertical threat as well. Receiver class overall, kind of a down year, um, but you can, again, find guys at every single level. You know, they're even going to be receivers, Elijah Cooks, um, from San Jose State to Jake Bobo of UCLA, um, Justin Shorter, you know, bigger receivers, Demario Douglas, a smaller guy uh, coming out of Liberty, or, or Jalen Wayne out of, out of South Alabama. Guys are going to be fringe players in terms of the draft. Maybe sixth, seventh round, possibly a, a free agent. Matt Landers, Jaden Hazelwood. Uh, Jaden Hazelwood was an underclassman coming out of Arkansas. Michael Jefferson of Louis, uh, uh, Louisiana. A lot of different guys to keep an eye out for um, towards the end of this draft as well. Uh, at the tight end position, obviously, you know, you've got Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, Luke Musgrave, Darnell Washington. Those are your top four. I think there's no argument there in terms of who your top guys are. Um, you know, it's really who who do you feel is the best fit for, for your franchise? I look at Michael Mayer. I still think he's the most complete of the tight ends. I think you know you see some of the down the, the, the downfield ability, the route running, his ability to separate. There is some stiffness to his game, but I think you know he's a really good blocker as well. He's a better blocker than uh, than Kincaid or Mus Musgrave. So I think overall he's probably the most complete of the tight ends. Dalton Kincaid, Luke Musgrave, a couple of athletes. Dalton Kincaid showed that he could take over a game. Thank you, USC. You know, against Utah, we were able to, to see exactly what Dalton Kincaid could do. I think he could be a first-round pick there going to Cincinnati. 
You look at at, uh, at Darnell Washington, big bodied, 6'7", 270 pounds. Looks like another offensive lineman while he's out there blocking. Injuries kind of slowed him at times, but man, when he's healthy, he can be a dynamic weapon down the seam in the red zone. New Orleans needs a tight end. End of round one could be where we see uh, Darnell Washington, big number zero. Uh, Luke Musgrave at the Senior Bowl looked like the, the best athlete uh, of the group of seniors. Now, uh, Mayer and Darnell Washington, a couple of underclassmen. and uh, you know, But at, at the Senior Bowl, Luke Musgrave, the route running ability, his ability to stretch the field, uh, just get open and separate. You're separating from safeties. Uh, you know, tight ends are supposed to have that, that size mismatch and be able to separate from linebackers. He's separating from the safeties and uh, showing an ability to just pluck the football out of the air. Needs to improve a little bit as a blocker. I think round two, if I'm Carolina, Carolina has really needed a tight end ever since Greg Olson left. That'd be a nice pickup for them there at the top of round number two. Uh, after that, you really kind of have to look at, at this draft class. I think Tucker Kraft of, of uh, South Dakota State, he's decided to enter the draft. Um, he'll be a guy that uh, needs to showcase his ability to really stand out. Uh, Cameron Latou looked pretty good at the Senior Bowl. He's a guy, he was a converted defensive player, moved over to the tight end spot, and uh, you know didn't get a ton of, uh, of touches, but when he did, he made an impact there for, for Bama. Decent blocker. Payne Durham out of, out of Purdue. Solid blocker, a guy that also showed his ability to, to stretch the defense a little bit. How about Davis Allen of Clemson? Another guy, always seemed to be getting down the field, making these acrobatic catches. You saw really nice hands at the Senior Bowl coming out of uh, out of the Clemson product. You know, Josh Wiley out, out of Cincinnati, Will Mallory of, uh, of Miami, a couple of, of additional seniors, Zach Kuntz of Old, Old Dominion, the big 6'8 tight end. Uh, he'll probably get drafted in the 6th, 7th round range. Um, underclassman there. Jake Schoonmaker, um, therefore, for uh, Michigan. Underclassman, a guy that I could look at, you know, 4th, 5th round range. From a team like Tennessee, they need a, another tight end. That could be a potential uh, you know, guy to, to look at there on day number three. And, and that's really kind of that underclassman group really helped bolster this group at the very top of the draft. Sam Laporta, I forgot about him, but I've, you know, Iowa just seems to churn out tight ends who can block, and he also has that ability to catch the football and and the, the run after catch, his ability, you know, the contact balance, breaking tackles. You know, he's a very physical runner with the football in his hands. And uh, so that's another guy to, to keep an eye out for. Um, potentially in, the, in round number three, I think Houston seems like a really good fit for him as well. Offensive tackle. Good Lord. I mean, there are a lot of really good offensive tackles. Really a strong class. And uh, underclassmen, once again, kind of dominate the very top. But we have a lot of seniors that are sprinkled in throughout as well. Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern. Paris Johnson of Ohio State, Broderick Jones of Georgia. Those are my three. I've got Skaronsky to the Raiders at seven. I've got Paris Johnson right now at, at number 11 to Tennessee. The Jets still need to get that offensive tackle position right. That's where Broderick Jones goes, in my opinion, right now. After that, you know, the next question is, is who's going to be next? Is it going to be Anton Harrison, the, the, the junior out of Oklahoma? Easy mover there uh, at 6'7", 310 pounds. How about Darnell Wright 
there out of uh, Tennessee. A guy that really had put up some good tape together against Will Anderson. Really stood out there at uh, the Senior Bowl as well, both uh, as a run blocker and in pass protection. Dewan Jones is a mammoth, mammoth man. Uh, when I look at him, you know, I, I get the, the Orlando Brown vibes a little bit. But how about Phil Lodehole? Oklahoma guy, you know, was a you know, spent the better part of a decade on the right side there in Minnesota. I look at, at Dewan Jones. Seems to be a, a safe pick there in round number two. How about Jalen Duncan and Matthew Bergeron? Guys that could be tackles or guards. I thought both had really good days. Bergeron looks more and more like a guard. I think he'll be a third-round pick. I think Duncan has a chance to sneak into round number two. There's some people talking about him as a potential first-rounder. I just don't quite see it, but round number two feels about right. Tyler Steen, round three, makes a lot of sense for me there. Um, you know, from a team like like uh, the Chargers, Tyler Steen looked really good at right tackle at the Senior Bowl. Chargers need a right tackle, especially if Trey Pipkins leaves in free agency. That could be a nice pickup. So those are a lot of your your underclassmen. You got Ryan Hayes at, uh, from Michigan. You know, he he got run over at one point by by Isaiah Foskey. Needs to show some some better footwork overall. Uh, to his game. Carter Warren, for me, I think you know, he hinges way too much at, at his waist. He gets too far over his toes for my liking. Um, you know, Connor Galvin is, is the physical presence there out of Baylor. Zion Nelson could generate some movement there in the running game. Uh, Blake Freeland, I, I think, is the opposite. I think he's kind of a, a, uh, a finesse tackle, a guy that can move really well in pass protection, but I don't know that he generates a ton of movement there in the running game. I think Warren McClendon is a, a tweener tackle guard. Um, Wanye Morris, you know, a guy that didn't always crack the starting lineup there for OU at the Senior Bowl. He looked pretty good. You know, there were a couple of reps, especially going up against uh, Derek Hall, the, the, the standout from Auburn, defensive end. Um, you know, tried to take an inside move, and he really showed nice lateral ability set up to really start out on, on the outside and was able to quickly make that, that recovery step to the inside and really slid right across, kept him away from the pocket. Really a nice rep, showcasing some of that lateral agility, uh, kind of surprising uh, a, a little bit. Wasn't quite expecting the, that, that type of quickness out of him, but uh, showed up really well. If you transition to the guards, Osiris Torrance, this guy just looks like a, a first-round lock. Um, you know, Jacksonville feels like a safe bet for him, but I'm also looking at Pittsburgh at number 17. And I know that they need tackle help. Dan Moore really struggled at left tackle, but, you know, and Chikwomo Okorafor, is he really the answer at right tackle? But, you know, you also look at the guard spot, and I think James Daniels was probably their, their, their best player. Mason Cole probably played his way in there at the center spot. You get the center. You know, maybe they get a tackle in free agency, and then you're really, I mean, I'm sorry, you get the guard in Torrance, get a tackle in free agency, and you're really uh, starting to protect Kenny Pickett much better. Uh, but Osiris Torrance, just, you know, he was looked really strong at the point of attack, uh, impressive grip strength, pretty good lateral agility. This dude just would not get moved off of his spot. I think Steve Avila at a TCU, a guy who could be a day one starter. I thought his tape against Jalen Carter, he looked really good. People were worried about the lateral agility. I think this dude is just a, uh, a guy with that real short area quickness 
And once he gets his hands on you, I think it's really over. Jalen Carter really found that out. When he was getting to the quarterback, he was running anywhere but over uh, over Avila. I think Andrew Voorhees at a USC, uh, you know, a guy that battled some injuries, has experience in both tackle and guard, um, a physical presence, a guy that can generate a lot of movement, also athletic to climb to the second level. Um, he's the guy to watch out for in that day two area. Same thing with Jared Patterson. He's got that versatility at the guard and, and center spots there at, a, at a Notre Dame. Um, people have forgotten about him a little bit, but a guy that I think uh, you know, is, is improving his draft stock. Uh, Nick Broker uh, out of Mississippi was a tackle, actually moved to guard for a senior season. I look at him, I think he's another plug and play type of guy, a guy who I think could start um, in his first year. Um, when you look at underclassmen, Brayton Daniels, left tackle for, for Utah. I think the lack of size, I'm sorry, lack of length is ultimately going to kick him inside the guard. Um, so it's, it's an interesting group, um, but I, I think you know, you, you've got some tackles uh, that'll probably kick inside the guard, like Jordan McFadden from Clemson. I'm holding on to one that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Jackson Kirkland um, out of Washington has experience both tackle and guard. He's got major uh, medical red flags that he needs to get cleared if he wants his name to get drafted. Uh, you know, McClendon Curtis, Chattanooga. We saw Cole, Cole Strange get drafted. Maybe Curtis could be the, the next guy uh, to come off the board there for the mocks. Um, but the guy that I'm saving for last is Cody Malk. This dude, he's just a lot of fun to watch. At the Senior Bowl, he's out there dancing, having a good time. So he had his two front teeth knocked out, never decided to replace it. Dude looks like he's just corn fed right off the farm and um, you know, is out there with, with incredible uh, quickness coming off the ball. He played left tackle there, actually showed up to Fargo as a tight end, put on 80 pounds, you know, basically had this belly shirt uh, out there at practice and showed some really good footwork. Uh, struggled at times at, at that guard spot when he kicked inside, but as the week progressed, really looked more and more comfortable. I think this is a guy, I'm looking at Arizona. I think they need some of that guard help. I think Cody Malk could come in and be a, a day one starter for them. Transition to that center position. And, uh, you know, I think we had just a couple of, of underclassmen in this group that, that kind of helped strengthen things at the top. But I'm looking at John Michael Schmitz. If there was any question that he was the number one center, I think he really put all that, that conversation to bed at the Senior Bowl. This guy, the athleticism, his ability to get out and pull, his ability to climb to the second level. You see him with the reach blocks as well. And then in the one-on-ones, showing his ability to you know, play with leverage and anchor, drop that, that weight, really drop his anchor, the grip strength, keeping his hands inside, really good hand placement. And uh, you know, I thought that he looked like you know, a pretty complete center overall. Is he gonna make his way into round number one? Uh, maybe. It's possible, but I think he's ultimately, you know, I'm like, if Creed Humphrey is in a first-round center, man, then I, I don't know. Um, maybe teams will learn from their their past mistakes and uh, draft him in, in round one. I think if he falls to round two, I'm looking at Washington. I think that will make, uh, make a lot of sense, a nice fit there. Um, after that, you know, you've got Luke Whippler, underclassman, Joe, uh, out of Ohio State. You know Ohio State turns out uh, really solid center prospects. And Luke Whippler is the next in that group. Joe Tipman, look, Wisconsin, you know Wisconsin's going to produce really solid 
uh, offensive line talent. And Joe Dittman is no exception. The junior, he's a real tall center. You know, he's I think he's 6'6", 315. Um, you know, and a guy that moves really well, uh, you know, has that length that he can use to his advantage at that center spot. Really a rare center to have that type of length. Uh, you know, I think Tipman, um, possibly second round, more likely third. Whipler in that third to fourth round range. I think one of the more polarizing centers is uh, Olu Oluwatimi. You know, won a lot of postseason awards, so you think, well, this guy's going to be the number one center, right? Well, when you watch his game, it's kind of up and down. Uh, and when he gets his hands on you, he can anchor. But you know, there's also times, you know, especially at the Senior Bowl, where he struggled with both speed and power, kind of up and down. I thought that he really helped himself at the end, you know, toward uh, day three of of uh, practice, where he really showcased his ability to anchor a little bit better, shoot his hands inside, really better better hand placement and better leverage. Uh, so Oluwatimi, I think fourth, fifth round range is probably feels about right there. After that, maybe Alex Forsythe of Oregon. We haven't seen a ton of, ton of centers drafted. I think this year's going to be no exception. One other name to think about, maybe Jake Andrews out of uh, out of Troy. Center, guard type. Because of that versatility, he may hear his name called. Ricky Stromberg out of Arkansas is another guy. He's just got the shorter arms. You kind of worry about that a little bit. And he's a guy, his feet always seem to stop. And that's when he ends up losing his block. And, uh, you know, he climbs to the second level, doesn't always, you know, hit his target. And uh, so he's a guy that I think is really going to have to improve that draft stock through the interviews and through his workouts. Um, if he really wants to hear his name draft, you know, name called on draft day. Defensive end. Man, yeah, we've got some, some underclassmen, some, some seniors that are sprinkled in there. Tyree Wilson, to me, is still the number one guy. He's got a ton of length. You know, the, the senior there for, for Texas Tech. Um, the guy can, can get to the quarterback with, with his length, with his power, bull rush, has some speed to him as well. Not the, the bendiest guy, but, man, he can set the edge against the run. He's tailor-made right now to be a run defender and a guy that I think is continuing to develop as a pass, pass rusher. Really a dangerous player there. Miles Murphy out of Clemson. I think I, you know, when you watch his tape, up and down with some of the tape there, but the traits are absolutely there. I think he's going to test out of his mind at the combine. Lucas Van Ness is the power guy. I mean, it's it's ridiculous watching some of the, the, the game tape, you know, being able to run guys over. He ran over Peter Skaronsky, um, you know, gave uh, Paris Johnson fits there in, in Big Ten play. And, you know, the Hawkeye, he didn't even start. You know, Joe, Joe Evans started, uh, John Wagoner started at the defensive end spots. Lucas Van Ness didn't start. Uh, so it's, I think he's still developing, but you know, a team like Tampa Bay, they don't have a ton of defensive ends that are going to be on the roster. A lot of guys are free agents. You bring in a guy like Lucas Van Ness, a guy that can really uh, you know, push the pocket as a bull rusher coming off the edge or kick inside. I think that could really help, especially when you've got guys like Devin White you know, roaming around behind him. Um, after that, you know, there are a lot of seniors that we can talk about. Keon White. You know, being able to, to turn and run with running backs, you know, down the field on wheel routes, you know, I think is, is something along to go along with his ability to get after the passer. You've got Derek uh, Derek Hall from Auburn, 
I mentioned him earlier. He's one of those guys who could be a defensive end or an outside linebacker at the next level. Really powerful hands. Will McDonald at the Senior Bowl showcasing his speed coming off the edge. That was something that I thought really stood out. Isaiah Foskey, I mentioned you know, that the power, he wants to long arm you to death. If we could just get some more uh, of that pass rush repertoire, not just try to long arm you. Yes, the power is great, but man, if we could utilize some of that quickness, some of the speed, use, use his hands a little bit more, then I think you really have something there at that defensive end position. Zach Harrison, another intriguing guy, uh, you know, really put everything together his senior year, and uh, you know, he, there was a lot more depth at the position, so he wasn't gassed nearly as much. Um, I think you know, having JT Tuimaloao opposite him, and then having Jake, uh, I'm sorry, Jack Sawyer come in to spell him a little bit definitely helped. Um, I, I think that uh, you know, Adi Adabare is one of the stronger dudes. Um, at the Senior Bowl, you see the power in his hands, his ability to just push the pocket. A guy that's going to set the edge against the run. He's a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, some other guys. You know, Byron Young out of Tennessee. I think he's a guy that's going to be able to get after the quarterback a little bit as well. Um, Yaya Diaby. You know, and, and you think about Yaya. You know, he's kind of that tweener defensive end, outside linebacker. I think he's a guy that's going to get himself drafted. Um, you know, in that third to fifth round range. Um, Tavius Robinson, he's a big dude. He's like 6'6", you know, 260, 270 pounds. He's going to be you know, fun to watch there at that edge position. Bonnie um, Phelps out of Kansas, kind of a surprise that he decided to leave Kansas this year. But I think you know that mid-round range, um, athletic coming off the edge. Then you get into some of the you know, smaller school guys. I mean, well, before we do that, obviously you have Dylan Horton out of TCU, 6'4", 275 pounds. You know, a guy that we know can get after the quarterback, had a four-sack game. Uh, K.J. Henry showcasing uh, some good quickness and speed coming off the ball there uh, at the Senior Bowl. And uh, you know, Isaiah McGuire out of Missouri, a guy that I, I think could potentially be a stand-up rush linebacker. Um, doesn't have a ton of twitch to his game, though, so he'll probably have to put his hand in the dirt. Mike Morris is an interesting guy out of Michigan because he's you know, 293 pounds. I think he's 6'4", 6'5", has a ton of length. Probably going to be more of an outside linebacker, though. Going to be interesting to see where he lines up. Andre Carter out of, out of Army. Andre Carter the second. This is the guy that I, I think we were all expecting to be a first-round pick. And we didn't see that uh, continued development in this game. I think he'll ultimately end up being probably a third-round pick. A team like the Raiders who needed uh, an edge rusher, I think he'd be a great pick for them. Utilize that length coming off the edge. I mentioned the small school guys. Jordan Ferguson, Middle Tennessee, a guy that, that uh, shows some good power, decent speed as well. And then kind of an undersized guy. Probably going to end up being a 3-4 outside linebacker. But Jose Ramirez out of Eastern Michigan, a dude that just continued to get after the quarterback. He's a guy that's a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, and a, a guy who I think is going to get drafted. Um, kind of the opposite. You think about a guy like Ollie Gay. I thought kind of an up and down senior year, you know, at the Senior Bowl. And uh, I thought Ollie Gay, you know, has, has kind of redeemed himself a little bit. I still think he's probably going to be a fifth-round pick. I think he'd be a nice uh, rotational piece for Dallas. Get another pass rusher coming off the edge. Uh, for some reason, he just seems like a guy that would fit nicely into that scheme. Um, defensive tackles. 
And before we get into the true defensive tackles, a couple of guys who I think are those tweeners, Tuli Tui Pelotu out of USC, a guy that literally lined up everywhere. I think, you know, uh, Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator, had him playing um, you know, at the five technique. He would line up at the wide nine. Um, he had him standing up as a, as a rush linebacker. He was over the middle, um, you know, as a, you know, really as kind of a middle linebacker almost. Um, would play inside as well, um, you know, that the four eye, all over the place. And so that versatility, I think, is going to bode well for his draft stock. I ultimately think he's going to be around, you know, a second round pick. I think the Chargers, you know, Morgan Fox right now is that defensive end guy. I think this would be a great pickup for him in round number two. Um, I look at Carl Brooks, a guy who was a, a defensive end for uh, Bowling Green and a guy that had 18 tackles for loss and 10 sacks. You kick him inside, you know, he's up to like 300 pounds. And he's showcasing a lot of that quickness off the ball that he was able to showcase um, really kind of as almost as a stand-up rush end at times uh, for the Eagles using that length to his advantage as well. He's a guy that I think could sneak into round number three. If I'm a team like Philly and I focus on some other areas, I think they could potentially focus on cornerback and, uh, and defensive end in round number one, potentially running back in round two. If you're going to look for a de defensive tackle in round number three, I think Carl Brook could potentially be that guy, especially if you don't go with a guy like Kalijah Cansey in round number two. I think that'd be a nice pick. So speaking of Kalijah Kansi, we get into the defensive tackles. And at the top of the draft, that's where you see the majority of our uh, our underclassmen. Didn't see a ton in this group. Uh, Jalen Carter, obviously, is going to be number one um, on this group. He's going to be you know, the 1A in terms of the top defensive prospects. He and Will Anderson, um, you know, we know what this guy can do uh, up front. The quickness off the ball, the length, the power. Uh, the bull rush ability, uh, the motor, his ability to run sideline to sideline. He's a guy who could be a difference maker. Um, you know, and it, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Does he go number three to Arizona? Does he fall to five to Seattle? Seattle would love to see that happen. Maybe Seattle even tries to trade up and get him. Uh, you know, that'd be interesting to see how how it all plays out. Brian Bercy, you know, this was a guy that waited until the end to ultimately decide to declare for the draft. You know, bit by the injury bug, had some personal uh, you know, personal crisis as well with his sister passing away due to can cancer, lost her battle there. So a lot really riding on, you know, weighing on number 11 shoulders for the, for the Clemson Tigers. Up and down for me, a guy that didn't always flash, you know, you'd always see the same plays over and over. Use some quickness off the ball, Get get a, get a push and then chase the court chase down the quarterback. Didn't really see too much else from him. Um, you know he, he gives me a lot of Taven Bryan vibes. Um, so I think you know a lot of people are talking about him as a potential top ten guy. I see him more towards the mid to late round one. I wouldn't be surprised if he falls to round two because he's got some stiffness to his game. Um, but you know I, I think I mentioned Seattle needing a defensive tackle. They may end up pulling the trigger there at number 20. I think Detroit at number 18 is another team that could potentially uh, take Brian Brissett. And then after that, you know, it could be a little bit of a free ball. Uh, Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. Big nose tackle, a dude that uh, can get a ton of push up front. Very athletic. Uh, Drivon Dexter, senior out of Florida. A guy who I actually think is going to end up being uh, – 
uh, you know, a five technique in a, in a 34 defense when it's all said. That's Siaki Ika, the nose tackle. I'm looking at the Raiders. Raiders need a nose desperately. Siaki Ika in round number two makes a lot of sense. Zach Pickens out of South Carolina, another guy that I think could be that you know, 34 uh, defensive end. Keanu Benton looked fantastic at, uh, at the Senior Bowl, a guy that I think you know, can play nose, could probably even play three technique because he showed some quickness to go along with his bull rush ability and his ability to take on multiple blockers. Kalijah Kansi, you know, there's something about Pittsburgh and these under undersized defensive tackles. This is a guy who's very explosive, gets into the backfield, you know, showed the ability to get after the passer. Not to the level of Aaron Donald, so let's not get carried away. I saw that he was a potential first-round pick in a mock draft. I, I wouldn't go that far. I think he could come off the board at 18 to Detroit or even 20 to the line to Seattle. I think if Philly wants to go with the D tackle at the end of round one, he could possibly go there. I ultimately have him going in round number two. I think the Lions could wait and still get him in round two. Um, but a guy that I think is very explosive coming off the football. Um, Gerard Clark out of Coastal Carolina is an interesting guy. He's a tight end uh, that when he showed up at Coastal and a guy that uh, has really shown a nice burst coming off the football, still developing uh, in that role. So a guy that I think still needs to work out the kinks a little bit. Um, Nessa Jane Silvera, uh, Miami, uh, a Florida product, transferred to, to Arizona State as a grad transfer. You know, when he plays with really good leverage, he's, he's what, 6'1", 284. Um, when he plays with leverage, you know, he, he can really generate a lot of movement. Um, I think Kobe Turner, an underclassman there at Wake Forest, a guy that I, I think could potentially uh, turn some heads there, potentially be a, a third, fourth round pick. DJ Dale, I thought, has shown, shown up well in the All-Star games um, as a guy that can do a little bit more for you. The Texas duo of Moro Ojomo and Keandre Coburn. You know, defensive tackle, I think Ojomo could end up being a 34 defensive end. I think that five technique, looking at, at Denver, they need guys up front. You know, they'd like some size there at the position. I think Ojomo could potentially fill that need. And then Keandre Coburn, the big nose tackle. Look, you know, Tennessee could use a nose tackle. I, I think maybe Coburn in the mid to late rounds could, could potentially be that guy. Um, so, you know, this is a, a group that's more top-heavy than anything else and uh, not a ton of underclassmen, so a lot of uh, senior depth, uh, you know, but it's really going to be, you know, a lot of that at, at the beginning of the draft. Outside linebacker, kind of your rush position, uh, Will Anderson we know is going to be that, that first guy. What's going to happen with the Bears ultimately? Do they decide to take a quarterback and trade Justin Fields? Do they trade with someone and, and move down in the draft? I think if, if they stay, stay put at number one, Will, Will Anderson has to be the guy. You have to get that edge rusher, your, your Khalil Mack, if you will. You got to get that guy who's going to put pressure on the quarterback at Will. Uh, really solidify things for that defense getting after the quarterback. Um, if you end up trading the pick, then I think I'm looking at Arizona as potentially the team that ends up taking him. They need pass rushers as well. So I think it's safe to say that Will Anderson is going to be a uh, top three pick when it's all said and done. Um, when you look at the rest of the group, I mentioned Isaiah Foskey could potentially be a, an outside backer. Same with, with Derek Hall. 
uh, Andre Carter, Willie, uh, Will McDonald, uh, Nolan Smith, you know, slowed up by, by the injury bug. Uh, a guy who didn't have a ton of sack production, but tremendous range at that outside linebacker position. And, uh, you know, the traits are absolutely there. I think he'll be a, a second-round pick. B.J. Ojulari, I love the motor. It never stops. Kind of undersized, um, even for that outside linebacker position. Needs to put some weight on. The battle some injuries a bit. May end up falling to round number three. But a guy, look, if you want someone who's going to show constant effort all the time, you're going to love watching B.J. Ojulari play. Uh, Ikuliota out of Auburn, another guy that's battled some injuries. I think he'll be on the radar there. Robert Beal out of Georgia has a ton of, of talent, just not a ton of production to match. Uh, I think Nick Hampton out of Appalachian State's a guy that's intriguing. Um, didn't really stand out at the Senior Bowl, uh, but a guy that I think is going to be that mid to late day, day three pick. Um, Isaiah Land out of Florida A&M. Um, I think he's really going to be a developmental prospect. I think that's really what you kind of saw there at the Senior Bowl. Uh, DJ Jones, or, I'm sorry, DJ Johnson out of Oregon, 6'4", 270, has really good size. Um, didn't really stand out um, at the Senior Bowl, but a guy that had come off the edge a little bit and, and make some plays. Really want to see what Oshawn Mathis does um, in his workouts. Um, going to be curious about that as well. Um, you think about the inside backers, you know, Drew Sanders is going to probably be your number one inside backer. Look, one year and done there at, at Arkansas after transferring from Alabama. Underclassman, but a guy that I think is definitely going to be in that first round conversation. I think about Dallas, I think about Buffalo, uh, potentially going after him. Trenton Simpson out of Clemson, another underclassman, a guy that runs really well. Uh, I think he could potentially come off the board in round number one. Could possibly be uh, you know, the Steelers pick. I think the Lions would also benefit from getting Trenton Simpson in there. Uh, Jack Campbell, the senior linebacker there out of Iowa. This guy just makes plays, you know, knows for the football. I think the Giants would love to have him there in the middle of their defense. I think if Jermaine Pratt leaves Cincy, then, uh, then he'd be a nice pickup there. I think Servassier Dennis, a guy played in the middle or for Pitt, but I think could end up being a weak side linebacker. I think you know Carolina, uh, the Lions, and uh, and the Jets could potentially utilize his services. The guy that just he, he does a little bit of everything. He can rush the passer, really a good blitzer, a guy that can drop into coverage a little bit. Plays very well downhill, but I like the the, the ability to make plays sideline to sideline. I think he's underrated. Uh, Dayon Henley. A lot of people talked about him being undersized and new to the position. But the guy just makes plays. A Buckus Award finalist, a guy that just flew around uh, to the football there at Washington State, showed off his coverability you know, as a former safety. That's really where the game is going. I think that Dayon Henley, a lot of people have him in the fifth and sixth round range. I think he'll be a third round pick because he's that new wave, new age linebacker. You know, yes, he'll, he'll have to take his lumps. But I think a guy that could definitely be a, a dynamic playmaker. You think about DeMarvion Overshow, another linebacker that uh, could be a weak side backer for a team. Um, and I think I have him going to Carolina in round number three. Um, D. Winters, another guy who I think would be a great uh, weak side backer. I think I may have penciled him in possibly um, either to the Lions. It could have been Carolina at one point. Um, you know, Henry Toho Toho. I think I've got him going to Buffalo in round number two. 
excellent range, sideline to sideline, uh, very intelligent player, a good leader. You know, I thought he was really the linebacker that stood out for uh, for Bam on the interior there uh, of that line. And then uh, Dorian Williams, Tulane. Tremendous length. Dude plays with, you know, a mile a minute. At 18 tackles there against USC. Um, tremendous range. Good coverability. Get after the quarterback a little bit. Sideline to sideline speed. I think he's an underrated prospect, if you can believe that. Uh, second round maybe a little bit too rich, but I think he's not getting out of the third round. I think he's a, a day two lock. Um, you know, beyond that, a lot of guys with some question marks there. Mohamed Diabate transferred from Florida to Utah, kind of up and down there. Yasir Abdullah, a guy that can blitz. You know, I think uh, coming out of uh, Louisville, I think he'll be a late day three pick. Um, the Ventrell Miller, can he make that transition? Cam Jones, I think could be a nice Mike. Ivan Pace out of Cincinnati is going to be a blitzer extraordinaire. Uh, if you saw him in the All-Star games, this dude can really get after it. You know, because of his lack of length, he's 5'11", 225, 230 pounds. Um, but a guy who I think is going to get himself drafted. I look at the Raiders, they could absolutely use this guy getting after the quarterback, shooting gaps downhill. Um, I saw a tweet talking about him as a designated blitzer, and I absolutely agree. I think it was Jim Nagy that said that. Uh, Aubrey Miller out of Jackson State. Um, in the Celebration Bowl, I, I thought he really uh, struggled at times um, you know, with, with the lateral ability, but you saw him at the Senior Bowl, a guy that show, was showcasing that lateral speed. I just want to see him finish. Can he finish on a consistent basis? I think he'll be a nice day three pickup for somebody as well. Getting to the cornerback position, um, obviously at the top of the draft, you know, you've got Christian Gonzalez and Joey Porter Jr., the underclassman. Christian Gonzalez, really a lockdown corner. Joey Porter has a ton of length. I think Devin Witherspoon, the senior, is uh, is probably the best corner, though, because he's got that, that ability to cover you deep, but he also has that physicality. He'll jam you at the line. Uh, he's a physical tackler. He'll, he'll come up and, and hit you in, the run, in run support as well. Uh, I think Cam Smith is a playmaker coming out of South Carolina. You know you're, what you're going to get out of a South Carolina uh, cornerback. You know, look at J.C. Horn, look at Stephon Gilmore. Cam Smith fits that same role and fits that same mold. Um, at the, the Senior Bowl, Caillou Blue Kelly out of Stanford. Brian Kelly's son, former Trojan and Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I thought he had a really nice showing. He could end up being a second-round pick. Same with Riley Moss out of Iowa. A lot of people thought he'd be a safety, ran some of the fastest times there at, uh, at, at the Senior Bowl. Uh, very intelligent player. Look, the, the guy has, you know, I think, six pick sixes or something ridiculous. The guy that just knows how to attack the football. Uh, I think he's going to end up uh, being a, a second, either late second or early third round pick. Um, Clark Phillips, underclassman out of Utah. Ball hawk. Absolute ball hawk. He's undersized, but uh, you, know, you look at where like Tyler Gordon came off the board in round two to the Bears. And everyone was like, wow, how'd he how'd he last that long? They got a steal. I think Clark Phillips is, is going to be that guy this year. Uh, Keely Ringo, another underclassman there out of Georgia. Up and down career. You know, makes a lot of plays. I think when he can get over the top of a route, can really uh, use that, that body to his advantage. Does a lot with the look and lean down the sideline. That also gets himself into trouble. Receivers are able to Take advantage of the fact that once his eyes are in the backfield or looking for the football, 
um, they're going to set him up um, and, and drive back to the football or, or showcase some sort of separation from him. So he got picked on a lot. A lot of you know he, he would trust his technique and would grab a lot as well. Um, I've got him actually falling to round number three. I, I just I, I I see the traits that are there, but I just I worry about him. DJ Turner out of Michigan, I think, is a solid prospect on the outside. Jalen Jones out of Texas A&M has a lot of length, underclassman. Um, Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State, he's very intriguing prospect, a guy that I think could be one of the better corners to come out of this draft. Senior Julius Brents out of K-State, tons of length, but a guy that struggles at times to sink those hips and, and really drive on the football. Um, Eli Ricks, physical guy, not a ton of speed, but uh, you know, very savvy as you know, with the, his ability to make plays on the football. The ball skills are definitely evident with him. Forgot to mention Deontay Banks at the top of the cornerback class, a guy who I think is a fringe first-round guy, probably going to fall to round two, but a very physical player there for Maryland. Um, his counterpart, Ja'Cory Bennett, is a senior, um, going to be a, a day three guy. Didn't really sh you know, shine, didn't really you know, step out and, and really emerge in, in that, that senior bowl, but you know, a guy who I think has a ton of talent. Uh, Makai Blackman out of USC. You know, they, there are a lot of clips showing uh, Jaden Reed. He'd separate initially. Makai Blackman would show the makeup speed. And then, you know, there were plays, you know, they forced a, a perfect throw over the shoulder. And then Reed wouldn't get both feet in bounds. You only get one foot in bounds. And ultimately, that's an, that's an incomplete pass. You know, he was forcing perfect throws by the quarterback. Uh, because of his ability to recover and put himself in position to make a play on the ball. Um, you know, I think the ball skills are absolutely there. He put on that game film in the red zone, um, really gold line against Stanford. They throw the fade. He's able to tip, you know, go up, tip the ball to himself, make the pick, saved uh, the Trojans from a touchdown there. Um, Alex Austin for Oregon State, underclassman, a guy that I thought really played well against a lot of the top receivers in the Pac-12, including Jordan Addison. Uh, Lance Boykin of Coastal Carolina. Uh, a ton of length there for that senior. Um, very intriguing guy. Underclassmen like uh, Cam Mitchell, Carrington Valentine, Garrett Williams. Guys who are going to probably be in that anywhere from you know, late third round to fifth round range. I, I honestly believe uh, you know, Cam Brown coming out of Ohio State is another intriguing corner. So there, there is a lot of depth to this position. Um, and you're going to get quality corners all three days of the draft. Then you get to the safeties, and uh, I think when you look at underclassmen, obviously you're talking about Brian Branch out of Alabama, a guy who I think could be a corner, he could be a safety. Uh, really, it just kind of depends on where you want him to line up. Uh, you know, I think the Jets uh, could use a safety. I don't think he falls to round two. I think you know, a team like the Bills could take him, potentially even the Ravens. Um, would be a nice fit for Brian Branch. Antonio Johnson, another underclassman out of Texas A&M, the guy who just always seemed to be around the football, flying to the football. You know, you put on the film and number 26 was everywhere. Um, I think the Jets, you know, Bills, if they don't take him in round one, I think the Jets in round two would be a nice fit overall. Um, senior Bowl, though, I, I thought there were a lot of standouts. Christopher Smith showcasing his ball skills, just a really intelligent player. May not be the athlete that some of these guys are, but I think he's not getting out of the third round. I'm looking at a team like Green Bay. They love the intelligent safeties. You know, I think of Adrian Amos as a guy coming out of Northwestern. I think Chris Smith, Christopher Smith can really fill that role. Jordan Battles, a physical 
safety. I think Cincinnati needs strong safety potentially. That could be a nice fit. JL Skinner, 6'4", 220 pounds. I look at Terrell Edmonds there for the Steelers. I think JL, uh, JL Skinner could potentially slide in into the role there. Uh, Jamie Robinson, physical dude there out of Florida State. Uh, really good cover skills as well. Uh, comes down and makes plays in the running game. I'm looking at the Niners. Pair him up with, uh, with uh, Talanoa Hufanga. That would make things interesting. And then Sidney Brown out of Illinois. I think he really helped himself. He and his twin brother, Chase, uh, guys that I think will either in that third to fourth round range are going to hear their names called. And uh, when I look at Sidney Brown, you look at him physically, and it looks like he's going to be a box safety. But uh, you forget that this guy also had six interceptions. A guy that is instinctive, he jumps routes, makes plays, reads, reads, reads coverage, reads the quarterback really well. Just an intelligent player. He's physical as well when he arrives at the football. He's really a lot of fun to watch. Um, Ronnie Hickman, I thought up and down at the Senior Bowl. Um, I, I look at Brandon Joseph, another underclassman there out of Notre Dame. Um, really hasn't improved since he had that breakout year as a sophomore at, at Northwestern. Wanted to see more out of him. Jair Brown out of Penn State, kind of an undersized um, safety. Really kind of, you know, he emerged really last year as kind of the running mate for Jaquan Brisker. And I think this year he really showed his ability to make plays on the football, to blitz and get after the quarterback as well, uh, make plays in the running game. He's an interesting prospect, you know, probably in that mid, you know, mid-round range. Quindell Johnson of Memphis, Daniel Scott of Cal, uh, of Cal. Those are a couple of guys who I think, you know, I've also jotted down as, as guys to be on the lookout for. Avery Young out of Rutgers, he'll be a, a safety to watch out for. Rashad Torrance of Florida, he and Trey Dean are guys that I think will rise up draft boards um, throughout the process as well. So, you know, as, as I look at it, you know, there are a lot of guys to be excited about. You know, and FCS guys too. You know, we talked about Cody Malk. We've talked about, uh, you know, Clinton Curtis as another guy. But, uh, you know, like B.J. Thompson, uh, Stephen F. Austin, a guy that can get after the quarterback. Um, you know, uh, Marty Mapu out of Sac State, a guy that was a big hitter. You know, he showed up at the Shrine, Shrine Bowl, played really well there, and showed showed up at the, at the Senior Bowl as well. I think he battled some injuries at the Senior Bowl. Um, but, you know, there's some guys to be excited about there. Um, you know, I, I think you look at... Uh, Hunter Lepke, uh, Noah J uh, Jindorf, the tight end, could potentially get himself drafted. Same with Alex Jensen, the offensive tackle out of South Dakota State. Obviously, you have Isaiah Land coming off the edge there for Florida A&M. I mean, you have to think about the Buck Buchanan Award winner, um, you know, with, with Zeke Vandenberg, a dude that just continued to get after the quarterback. Nobody's really talking about him. He could potentially get drafted late uh, out of Illinois State. May end up having to find his way onto a roster as a priority free agent, but a guy that I think is uh, is sneaky good that uh, we're not talking about. So ultimately, that's kind of a quick recap of the underclassmen as well as uh, some of the bowl games. The senior bowl, the actual senior bowl itself, will be played. Um, you know, as of this recording, it's it's early morning on on Saturday, February fourth. It'll be played later on today. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to getting after that, really watching that. Uh, from there, we'll be talking about my first mock draft 
be putting that together because obviously we've got the Super Bowl that's coming up on uh, Sunday, February 12th. Really a, an interesting matchup there at the quarterback position. Patrick Mahomes, a first-round pick of the Chiefs that traded up to get him. you got Jalen Hurts, a second-round pick. Really worked his way into that starting spot. And it, I think it's going to be really interesting, an interesting matchup there. Uh, the Eagle defense led by Hassan Reddick against you know, really uh, you know, Kansas City's defense there led by, by Chris Jones. I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, I, I think it's um, I think Philly has the edge right now, but you can't rule out KC. You know, you thought that that Cincy, especially getting the football back uh, with under a minute to play, that they'd be able to drive down and, and be able to score. Ultimately, we see KC getting the nod and, and getting the win overall. So um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. But then we get into the combine. So we've got a little bit of time before we, we can talk about uh, you know, who's been invited to the Combine, really look at who uh, who are we excited about and who should we be keeping an eye out for that really need to make a statement as well. Um, so looking forward to that. But uh, just a sneak peek on my first mock. You know, If we're talking about where I see things going, um, at least right now, top 10, we can at least talk about the top 10. I got Chicago. If they stay put, they're not looking for a quarterback. Will Anderson out of Alabama goes number one overall. The uh, edge rusher, Houston, they have two picks in the top 12. I've got them taking a receiver, Jordan Addison, at number 12. But at number two, because we're not talking about any trades, Bryce Young out of Alabama get their quarterback for, for D'Amico Ryan's crew. Arizona at number three, they get the big defensive tackle in Jalen Carter. Indianapolis at number four. C.J. Stroud fits the bill there. Seattle at five. They need edge rusher help. They need just help along that defensive line as a whole. I think Tyree Wilson would be a nice fit there. Detroit, what do they do? Do they go with another edge rusher? Do they go defensive tackle? No, I got them taking a corner. And I got them taking Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Vegas, number seven. We don't know who's going to be under center. It's not going to be Derek Carr. Could they go quarterback? I think it's a possibility, but we really want to see how this offseason plays out. Will Aaron Rodgers reunite with uh, with Devontae Adams? I just don't see the, the, the Raiders going after a quarterback right now, especially when you have uh, you know a, a roster that could be designed to win right away. Um, so I've got him taking the tackle. I have him taking Peter Skaronsky. Atlanta, they could go tackle here, but I, I think ultimately they need to uh, put pressure on the quarterback. That's still their, their bugaboo, their big issue uh, right now. Their defensive uh, coordinator now is Ryan Nielsen, guy I went to school with at USC. Uh, you know, He was the co-defensive coordinator with Chris Richard uh, with the Saints. He's, a, he's known for developing uh, defensive linemen. You know, when he was at NC State, developed a ton of guys. Um, and, and so um, I, I think ultimately Atlanta ends up going with uh, Miles Murphy here. Then you look at uh, you know Carolina quarterback Will Levis. At least right now, I think that that makes the most sense. And then Philly sitting there at number ten overall. I've got them taking a corner as well in Christian Gonzalez. Um, I said I was going to do the top ten, but might as well do the top half of the draft, right? Tennessee sitting there at number 11. Offensive line help is definitely a must. Taylor Lewan and his history. If he's healthy, maybe you can kick Paris Johnson Jr. of Ohio State over to right tackle. Um, 
I mentioned Jordan Addison in 12, 13. The Jets need to get something right at that offensive tackle position. I mentioned that earlier. Broderick Jones out of Georgia, uh, a guy that I, I think um, still has some development to do, but very athletic. Um, love the footwork out of him. Um, New England at number 14. I think they need a receiver to help out Mac Jones. You know, they've got a, you know, they, they need that number one wideout. Quentin Johnson is screaming, um, you know, th th this pick. It, it makes a lot of lot of sense. You worry about could he potentially be a, a Kevin White type of guy that be a bust at the top of the draft? I ultimately don't think so. This is a guy that I think could end up transitioning and, and being a similar player to, to Drake London in his rookie season. Um, Green Bay sitting there at 15. I think they go tight end. I think they go Michael Mayer. Um, they need to get whoever's under center. It sounds like it's probably going to be Jordan Love. They need to get a tight end that uh, gets some passes for him, get additional weapons. And then Washington at, at 16. They need another corner. Joey Porter Jr. makes a ton of sense uh, sitting there. So that's my top 16. We'll be able to get into more of my mock draft. I'm really kind of ironing things out. Um, getting into the fifth round, want to ultimately get a full seven-round mock, and uh, you know, just to give you an idea of what what I'll be working on as we get through things, we're going to study the combine. We'll take a look at how guys performed, who improved their draft stock, what do the numbers look like, what do they mean. Uh, want to get into that? We'll be looking at. Uh, free agency and what that does to the draft and really the the shift and the focus for the draft um, and really talk about a lot of the teams, the team needs and the team fits in terms of, of some of these draft picks as well. So there's going to be a lot to cover um, really over the next three months until we hit the draft there at the end of April in Kansas City. I can't wait for the draft. I hope you stay tuned as well because there's going to be a lot of podcasts between now and draft day and I just I can't wait you know this is this is my favorite time of year really get into that that analysis and really understand where these guys are going to go you know you've watched the games you've watched the tape you know you've seen what these guys can do now it's all about figuring out where their best fit is going to be who's going to be standing out who you know really has something to prove in a lot of the different workouts and ultimately you know studying the draft and understanding where you know, where guys can come off the board. We'll do some numbers. We'll take a look at some of the analytics. We'll talk about, you know, really what what it looks like in terms of uh, how many players at each position are coming off the board over the last five years. So we'll play the NFL draft by the numbers as well as we get closer and closer to the draft. So until next time, everyone, this has been the Ready for the Draft podcast. I've been your host, Greg Schutz. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the Senior Bowl. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And until next time, I am... Here.